This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Episode 9 of What Did You Watch This Week? My name is Mike. My name is John. And this is the podcast about people watching TV shows and talking about it. That's right. Uh, of course, if, you, if you've listened to the first eight, then you know that. Exactly. And if you haven't, then go back, find them. They're all there. Yeah, and it's great stuff. It is. Uh, just fair warning for those of you who haven't listened before, this is not a spoiler-free zone. Some of the things we will do spoiler-free, but you never know when we're just going to pop out with something about a major character dying or a big twist that came on a show. So right, right. listen at your own risk. Exactly. Like, for instance, John's already seen Civil War. I'm going to see Civil War tonight. He can talk about in vague references, or I can take my headset off. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> I, I'm perfectly fine with talking about it next week on next week's episode. Perfect. Then we'll then we'll look forward to that. Yeah. So, all right. So, um, John. Uh, yes, Michael. What did you watch this week? Uh, I watched a number of shows. Although to be honest, my list is a little bit shorter than it usually is because I kind of had some busy times this week. You know, getting ready for Mother's Day and had some work stuff going on. So. I had work. I my son's playing baseball. I had that to deal with. There's this new policy at work that says I'm not allowed to watch my tablet at night anymore oh. on the overnights when I'm working. So uh, yeah, so but I, I got a few things to talk about. Nice. Uh, I actually before we even get into the shows, uh, I read some news this week that I found interesting. I'm not sure if you caught up on it as well. Uh, Fox has ordered a new show from Seth MacFarlane. Oh really? But it's not going to be animated. It's going to be an outer space comedy drama, and it really sounds like a Galaxy Quest kind of thing. He's going to be writing it and directing it and starring in it, and it's these people in the future who are aboard a scrappy little freighter ship out in the far reaches of space getting into adventures. That sounds very exciting. It sounds like Firefly or Galaxy Quest, which I love both of, and it's Seth MacFarlane. Yeah. I mean, I know he had one live-action show previously that didn't work very well on Fox, apparently. But right, right. But yeah, this sounds like a this sounds yeah. very promising. And the other piece of news that I found interesting, given all the stuff that we talk about, was uh, the fate of Supergirl season two. I don't know if you read about this. I haven't heard anything. Okay, uh, they said that Supergirl right now costs about three million dollars per episode to make. Holy crud! Yeah, and there were some talks about how they could handle that, what they could do, and one of the four ideas was to move it over to the CW. How is that? Well, here's the thing. uh, CBS and Time Warner or Warner Brothers own the CW together, so that's why they could shift it over there. But going to the CW, it would automatically have to slash its budget. So if that happens, we could be seeing a whole different kind of show. Maybe not so glitzy and glammy and bright. Uh I mean, you look at what they've done with Arrow and Flash... Oh, yeah, and they look completely different, but somehow work together when they do the crossovers. Right, and knowing that they've got a much smaller budget than Supergirl does now, yeah. I don't see why she couldn't work. Yeah, I don't see why it couldn't work. I wonder I wonder what type of cuts we'd see to decrease that budget. Would it be like getting rid of Callista Flockhart? Maybe. Uh, we might not see... Um all the cutaways of her flying through the sky, you know, maybe some of the special effects like the heat. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
Huh. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, I, yeah. hey, if it keeps the show around, I mean, I'm I'm all for it because I do like the show. Yep. Even though we lack the ability to give it the hard sell, I enjoy it, and I would like to see it come back for another season. Yes. I think it'd be easier to sell people on it if it was coming back for another season. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because, I mean, I know I, for one, have a hard time, you know, uh, setting up to watch a new show I haven't seen before if I have already know it's been canceled right. or it's been cut short or whatever. The only... Uh, the only one I've, I've ever done that to that I really enjoyed and I'm glad I watched it was Firefly. So, which everybody really should see. Yeah, seriously, really watch that. If you're listening to this and you aren't watching Firefly, you got to get out there and watch Firefly. I mean, conceivably, it has been canceled long enough now that there could be people that haven't seen it yet. Yep. Yep. Maybe it slipped under the radar for them or something. Exactly. Yes. But if you haven't, then please go watch it. Yes. Do us because a you're, you are missing out on phenomenal television. I mean, what Castle's been is Castle in season ten yet? Uh, season I think nine, this is right nine. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's been so it's been at least ten years since it was on. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, speaking of Castle, let's just talk about Castle because Jules State was on this week. Oh, I was so excited when I saw her show up. I wanted yeah. them to do some kind of jokes or in nods. Yep. Once again, much like when Summer Glau was on, main character, but not really a main character. Kind of in the background the whole episode. Yeah, introduced right in the beginning yep. and then forgotten about until the big reveal at the end. Yeah, yeah. So that was a little disappointing. I mean, it, it was exciting to see her, but still I, a little disappointing. I wanted her to say something like comment on the tightness of his pants. <laughs> you know, something that would have been like a yeah. nod to the rest yeah. of us, like, hey, your pants are a little tight, and buzzing. Yeah, that would have been fantastic. Yeah. Unfortunately, but we have I, now. What was that? I was going to say, unfortunately, I feel like they just wasted an opportunity having her on there. Well, they did, and they did the same thing with Summer Glau. It's yep. almost like they had her on there to have to, to, to give a little nod to us uh, diehard fans, you know, or a little acknowledgement, hey, you're seeing these two back together on TV. But... Um, but it's not going to be enough. Yeah. But, I mean, they have had half the cast on Castle now. I mean, we've seen Adam Baldwin and Summer Glau and Jewel State and... Um, the guy who I can never remember his name, but he was Simon. Yeah. And, um, oh, and Gina Torres. So yep. we had five. Five of the people of the cast have been on. we got to get Alan Tudyk and we got to get Book on there. I, st- I really can't believe Alan Tudyk hasn't been on the show. I know. That's At this point, I'd almost surprise. expect to see Niska before Alan Tudyk. <laughs> But yeah, overall, another serviceable episode. You know? Yeah, yeah, not as good as last week's with Jonathan uh, Silverman. Right, but definitely but, followed uh, the typical formula of a castle episode. Yeah, and I'm kind of curious, like, now that we know that Beckett's not going to be back, we've only got a couple episodes left this season, so I'm, I'm really curious how they're going to handle all that. Right. Yeah, because they've got enough fair warning that she's not coming back, so... Hopefully they're doing some rewrites and such. Yeah, and Lainey wasn't in this episode at all. Nope. Maybe she's off with Jonathan Silverman. Maybe. No, (laughs) she's off gallivanting around. That's right. So uh, Game of Thrones last uh, last Sunday night was excellent. Yeah, I I said to somebody, oh, Mike's going to be happy. They started right off with Bran. Yeah. (laughs) Not that I'm pleased about it, but I was just surprised (laughs) that they didn't, you know, because we hadn't seen him. And then... um, that's my son, so don't worry about it, everybody. He's fine. Is that the construction work going on in the background? That is the construction work going on in the oh, background. Okay. 
He's fixing his lawnmower. Gotcha. So uh, this episode, we had lots of people getting killed. Yeah. Uh, which isn't a surprise for Game of Thrones, but it was just we've got a lot of new household leaders now. Yeah. 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 They really turned them over quick this episode. Oh, absolutely. And then and it really showed, and I, I can't think of his name, but you guys will all know who I'm talking about, how vicious and vile he is when he suck, suck, sick the dogs. Oh, Ramsey his, Bolton. Yeah, Ramsey. There we go. On his stepmother and and his baby brother like that. Yeah, I actually had put in my notes, uh, Ramsey wants to storm Castle Black, and then like two seconds later had to add, and just murdered his dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then murdered his stepmom and his little brother. And But that was just horrible. Yeah, it, it was. That was vicious. I mean, yeah, just, just. Like, Hell's going to have an vicious. interesting, uh, like, dichotomy there where we're going to have Ramsey and Joffrey, who are each horribly evil, but in completely oh, different ways. Exactly, exactly. And it seems like as soon as we lost Joffrey, Ramsey really cranked, uh, turned it up a notch. Yeah. His viciousness, you know. He stepped right up, didn't he? Absolutely, he did. And then, of course, the end of the episode, we got Jon <laughs> Snow back. Yeah, in the least surprising move that HBO could have made. Yeah, I mean, my wife even called it. She's like, and you know, she said it out loud afterwards, but it was the dogs, the, the wolf is, the dire wolf is going to notice that he's stirring before anyone else does. Yes. And yeah. of course, everyone leaves the room and he's there by himself. And then all of a sudden, the, the dire wolf starts to cry and raises his head and then boom. Yep. So I'm curious what kind of Jon Snow we're going to have when we watch that episode uh, after tonight. Is he going to be uh, the same kind of guy he was before? Is he going to be vengeful and spiteful? Is he know. going to have a hungering for brains? Who knows? I know I saw, I don't, and again, I don't know if it was fan art or if it was official art release. Um, but before I watched the episode, because my wife and I don't usually watch until Monday night, uh, I saw uh, like a picture and it had like the Game of Thrones logo on the top and HBO and everything. And it was him as a White Walker. And so it was before I watched the episode. So I was like, oh, okay, well. I could see maybe that's how they bring him back. And then when I saw how it happened, I was just like, okay, well, I still don't know if that's fan art or official release because I didn't really look back into it anymore. But I'm just – I'm curious to see how he's going to be as a quote-unquote person I'm going I'm pretty forward. sure that was fan art. People have been talking about that for a while now, about the theory okay. that he's going to go on to lead the White Walkers. He's going to be another Risen King kind of thing. Okay. But I, it's funny because I didn't see that art at all until after that episode. Gotcha. Aired, so that's why it wasn't the timing of it all. So, so, I mean, we did have a few uh, patriocides. You know, we had a couple of kings die off. You know, the King of the Iron Isles was killed. Yep. We were watching him walk across a tenuous rope bridge. Well, as uh, soon as he started walking across that bridge, I assumed the storm was going to blow Right, over. right. Or, or his daughter was going to come out and kill him, to be honest, because... You know, how he wouldn't go get his son. Right, exactly. She wanted him yeah. to, you know, step up and be a man, and then he insults her and says, you're a woman, go do something else. And yeah, like so go you make me a that. sandwich, essentially. Yeah. But then his brother shows up, and he's talking to his brother, but you notice yeah. afterwards nobody sees his brother, nobody's talking about the brother being there. So I don't know if that was a figment of his imagination or right. what. Yeah, Actually, I didn't notice that until you just brought that up, but now that I'm thinking about it, yeah. Yeah, like they were having the funeral for him down on the beach and sending his body down to the ocean floor. And, and he wasn't, yeah. No, wasn't there, and they were like, we're going to find out who did this, and blah, blah. Yeah, and then I guess the Ironborn, they don't have the traditional, 
the tradition of it automatically passing down to the heir because she right. has to like fight for the you know it's just a fight for the yeah. I don't know if that's their tradition or if it's because she's a woman, but either way, it's going to be interesting for that. I, I think model. she's going to win. I hope so. She's, I, she's pretty I, cool. Yeah, I think she's going to she's going to win, and we'll get <laughs> sorry, and we'll get uh, we'll get hers and the leader of the Ironborn. So I really liked uh, that there were two particular parts that I found like there's a lot of death, like you said, in Game of Thrones, and, and it doesn't it. It doesn't bother me for him, but I know for no. some it does, but you shouldn't. You know. There's there's a lot of death, and yeah. a lot of times it's gruesome. You know, it's yes. things that are above and beyond, like this time with Ramsay going in there, locking her in the cage, and then sicking the dogs on her and the baby. That's like over-the-top kind well, of See, to gratuitous. me, that was more psychologically disturbing than anything. Yeah, but... Then you have, like, the giant who breaks into the Castle Black and then grabs the which guy... Which is where I was heading. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, keep you know, guy, guy firing a crossbow from a rampart because everybody else is like, you know what, we can't stop these guys, and this guy's like, I'll shoot the giant in the shoulder, and the giant <laughs> just grabs him by the leg and swings him like a rag doll, stains the wall. Boom. And that was a see to me that was like comically violent. Yes, just like uh, we got a quick scene and it meant nothing else to anything else but the guy who was uh, joking with his friends in the bazaar. Yes, about yes. how Queen Cersei this and I. Through so my... he, showed her, he showed her his member. And yeah, everything. yeah, and she couldn't handle it, and blah, blah, blah. And then her reanimated corpse guard there just yeah. walks up, grabs him by the back of the head, and face paints <laughs> right in the wall. Yeah. And again, that was a comical one, you know? Yeah. Yeah. See that? Yeah. That was definitely more of the comical violence. Like, oh my God, I can't believe it. <laughs> As opposed to, yeah, like the, the psychological violence and horrendous killing. <laughs> And then uh, the only other two things that I noted, you know, aside from Bran, who was very yeah. much not enough on the screen, you know, we needed to see a bit more of what was going on there. <laughs> but we had um, Tyrion going down to feed the dragons. Yes, yes. And then and, deciding he was going to release them. Yeah. And then deciding <laughs> if I ever do anything that stupid again, punch me in the face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they let him unclasp them and then they just kind of walked away. They were like, all right, you're cool. Um, yeah, especially when he undid the first one, the second one presented his... You know, yeah, so. and then we had Hodor talking. Hodor. Yeah, we got to see Hodor before whatever happened to make him say Hodor all the time. Uh, we always just hear him as the gentle giant saying Hodor, Hodor, Hodor. We've always thought that that was just the result of a curse or an accident or something, but in one or of... Or maybe he just had some sort of mental health thing going on. Right, right. Yeah. He could have been born that way. Yeah. But or maybe it's Maybelline, huh? But uh, anyway, um, we get to see him in one of Brand's flashbacks as a kid who they're all like, Come on, come spar with this person, come spar with this person and he's like, Oh guys, I don't know, I don't know. He actually had a vocabulary. Yeah. And so a very be, overprotective mother. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Well, I don't know if she was overprotective of him as much as you know, classes were very important then. And right. Hodor was definitely of a lower class. Right. Then the kids, and if he would have accidentally hurt one of them, I That's mean, a that, good point. that could have been bad. Because remember, remember, um, Joffrey? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> back in, like, season one, when Sansa was, not Sansa, um, the sister. Arya. Arya, thank you, was, was sparring with her friend and playing around, and he, yep. like, got the best of her. Yeah. Yeah. So probably perhaps maybe that's what the mother was thinking that that's what i i would you know it gear it more towards something like that as opposed to 
being too overly protective. That makes sense. I can accept that. Um, but I was, I had, uh, there's, there was a making of that was on after, and, and the one thing the producers never wanted to do was flashbacks of the show. Like, they never wanted to have flashbacks. They just wanted to try to explain the story and the, and the present, etc. But now they have felt, and they also thought, how would we introduce the flashbacks and not, and have it be seamless and not look foolish? Right. Um, but they are able to do it now with Bran, with his, part of his training where he can go look back, not just in his own timeline, but his family's timeline. Right. And so that's a really good way to integrate those because there's some backstory there that, you know, they could plug some holes, you know, fill some holes in with whatnot. Yeah. They had to do it last season. We had a flashback of young Cersei. Um, yes. Yes. But that was a very rare thing. So. Yeah. It's just something they definitely didn't didn't want to do normally. Yeah. Saying so, but yeah, it was a, it was a good episode, a very good episode. Once again, over too quickly. Yes, absolutely. I, I feel that way about every episode. <laughs> watch the first time, it's like ah. Well, speaking of Sunday night, did you watch Elementary this week? Are you caught up? I am actually. I believe I'm all caught up. Um, I did watch a bunch of episodes. Uh, so they kind of merging together with me uh, for me a little bit, but uh, I, I did enjoy them. Um, I'm really glad to see that they're bringing Moriarty back somehow. Well, this episode had Charles Dance. Did you watch that episode? I may not have then. Okay, I think I think I caught up, but like that episode was on that night, and I hadn't watched that one. Gotcha. So maybe I didn't watch that one. Yes. The last episode I saw was they were in the interrogation room and she was naming the people and then Sherlock took Joan and brought her out and he said Moriarty's you know, this is Moriarty's yeah. this is what she does. Yep. We've dealt with her before, so the next episode continues that and yep. it's great. Because I feel like Elementary is one of those shows that could have been any other procedural, but yep. they're really, this season especially, they're adding that extra layer of story. They're really trying to make it so that it's not just solving the random murder here and there. Right. But, you know, it's almost mirroring the Sherlock that we've got on the BBC with, you know, is Moriarty back? I thought she was locked away. Yes. Yeah. The Sherlock on the BBC is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Martin Freeman was doing an interview the other day, I guess, and he was like, yeah, we're going to do three more episodes. You know, that's what yeah. that's going to be coming probably in about 2029. <laughs> and we all right. sighed because he's probably right. <laughs> well, they started. I know they have three more that are coming next year right. or the end of this year. One or the other. Might be the end of this year. So I know we have those three. Yep. Um, but if you think about it, I mean, each episode is a movie. Pretty much. Yes. You know, and it's not like regular television filming. It's a movie. So we've gotten we've gotten essentially ten movies. Yeah. With the with the Christmas special they just had this year. Yep. Uh, of Which these guys impressive. playing these characters. So I mean, that's that's pretty awesome. Uh, and I want more. <laughs> Speaking of that, just as a little side note, as I'm sure you've seen, Martin Freeman does have a part in Civil War. Um, oh, he does. Yes. And so my sister was saying to me afterwards, I really hope that by the time Doctor Strange comes out, we can somehow get the two of them oh, on screen together. Goodness. Okay. That would be <laughs> get them on the screen somehow together. Exactly. Maybe, yeah. Do I know you? <laughs> or, you know, Martin Freeman calling him an old dragon or something like that. <laughs> anything would work for me at this point. So good episode of Elementary this week. Yes, I really enjoyed right. it, and uh, you're going to like it because it is continuing on with that. Charles Dance, amazing actor anyway. Yeah, yeah, he is. That's Okay, I, look, I really look forward to that. 
Um, before we get into the comic book superhero shows, I'm just going to talk about uh, Supernatural. Okay. Major oh, yeah, spoiler, I read everybody. about that one. Ready? Chuck is God. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, they actually made Chuck God and apparently bisexual, based on what he was saying. Um, but yeah, so Chuck is God. He pretended to be a prophet of the Lord when he was back when you know that character first came on. And he disappeared because he's God and he can make himself disappear if he wants to. And so it was it was actually a really good episode. Um I think I wonder how much how many protests and and death letters <laughs> and hate mail the producers are gonna get because they really humanized God in this episode. <laughs> and you know, especially with like he is all light, his sister's all dark. You know that, and as obviously because she's the darkness, and then God has always been portrayed as being you know part of the light and everything. Right. And they really showed God to be like a scared person who is afraid to face his sister, and was just willing to say, "All right, I'll just let her destroy everything because whatever, no big deal." And it was Booger's character. Metatron. Metatron, who uh, talked him out of it somehow. Well, that's and, nice. Yeah, and made him like realize he needed to stamp and fight, and he needed to stamp and stop this. And so the episode ends with Sam and Dean are in this town. It's being overcome by this fog, by the darkness, which is causing people to kill each other and uh, well, to, to kill their loved one and kill themselves essentially. And of course, Sam gets infected and. Dean's not being affected by it at all because, you know, they, he somehow has this link with her. And all of a sudden, Dean's necklace that he's had for years that allegedly is supposed to light up when the god's nearby lit up. The Dean necklace. Boy, yes. that's, that has been around for a long time. Right? Yeah. It lit up. And it healed and, – and Sam was healed. And then he, they went out and everyone in the town was getting healed and the fog was going away and the sun was coming out and people that we'd seen killed in the show were alive and, and everything. And then all of a sudden you just see the Winchesters, they just see Chuck standing there and they, they don't say anything. And Chuck just kind of turns around, looks at him, just goes, yeah, I think we need to talk. <laughs> and it cuts back to them just standing there and Dean's looking at the amulet that he's holding in his hand. It's, it's lit up. And that was it. And it just cuts to end credits. So it was it was actually a really good episode. And um, it did a lot to really kind of bring everything that's happened to, together. Yep. So that way we know, okay, well, the last couple episodes are definitely going to be a big battle, a big fight. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it was the good. biggest battle and biggest fight. The it biggest fight. Yeah. Yeah, it has to be. It does. Which, of course, after this, where does next season go? It like, can't. I don't know how it can. It's unless been they, renewed. It's gonna be on TV, and I unless something happens where I've had an idea. Go for it. The only way that they can literally justify this and and fix everything is to reboot it. And I don't I was mean, about to say. Yeah, yep. I don't mean reboot like you know cast new actors or whatever, but literally go back to the beginning and just hunting bad guys. Yeah. You know, grassroots base salt. Uh, Iron, stuff like that, and yep. just bring them back to their basics. Yeah, and we just got to not know about things that we previously may have known about. Yeah, as much as I love Castiel, you know, yeah, just take the whole heaven and hell thing out of it, and 
That's just me, though. Well, I mean, I was surprised when they brought angels in it to begin with, but it wasn't like that big of a stretch because we had demons. But, um, yeah. yeah. It was a good episode, though. I liked good. it. Good, good. I liked it. It was Excellent. Good. It was great. <laughs> uh, so the comic book stuff. Yeah, let's talk about comic book stuff. Like, I, I haven't watched – I didn't watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. this week yet. Uh, then I will go on record right now as saying that it was a very good episode. I'll give yep. you a little rundown without too many spoilers. Um, it's, you know, this was the first one before the two-part season finale, I believe. There's two episodes left, basically. And uh, there was an interesting dynamic going on. It's probably just my brain putting it together, but as we'll talk about in a little bit on Arrow, Hive has a secret town, you know, a little hidden town out there. Yep. Whereas on S.H.I.E.L.D., Hive, which is a guy, not a organization, also has a hidden secret town. Okay. So that was kind of interesting. That's funny. <laughs> uh, but this one was full of your typical S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff, but it was kind of ramped up. There was a lot of action. There was a lot of fighting. Um, we actually get to see the Kree which were promised, and we're finally getting to see the Kree, which is great. Uh, nice. For those who don't know, the Kree are an alien race, blue-skinned angels, as they're yeah. sometimes, and they were responsible for all the Inhumans. They came down long, long time ago. They wanted to supplement their army, essentially. They were fighting a war against uh, another alien race, and they came down to Earth and decided to manipulate the genes. It's said that with the Kree, they have advanced their DNA, their biological makeup to the point that it can't be any better. They are yeah. perfect biologically. So they came down to Earth and said, let's take these humans. They're similar to us. And started manipulating their DNA and turning them into the inhumans and then said, eh, we don't like this. We'll just leave them here. And they kind of took back off to the stars and left them. Yeah, I did watch the, like, I, I threw it on to kind of watch it while I was doing some stuff around the house but after the first few minutes, I just got this feeling like, you know what? I really need to sit down and watch and pay attention to this. Yep. It so was, I put something else on instead. Yep. It definitely had some good stuff in it. It wasn't – there was no groundbreaking revelation or anything, but it is definitely worth watching with your full attention because of some of the stuff that happens, some of the uh, friendships, betrayals, etc. Nice. Yeah. Cool. I really like that you've got a good episode coming up. Good. Good. I look forward to that. Um, while you said Arrow, I guess I'll talk about Arrow. Yeah. So Diggle killed his brother. And it's about time. You yeah. Know. Yeah. And and the thing is, is like there was a point in the show where Diggle's chasing him down because he's blinded by revenge. Right. And he is actively like trading shots and shooting at each other, trying to kill him. And then yes. all of a sudden later on when he has him point blank gun to the head. He doesn't do it. Right. And I'm like, literally five minutes ago, you guys were just shooting at him. <laughs> like, you emptied a clip at him, and now all of a sudden, when you could finally just kill him, and you got him dead to rights, you don't do it. Not just emptied a clip, but emptied a clip in blind fire. Yeah, So he exactly. wasn't. He, he couldn't even say, oh, I was going to try to just shoot him in the shoulder or something. He was no, firing no. around a corner. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So, and then, of course, you know... Uh, Different stuff happens, and then we get back to that same type of scenario where he has him, you know, dead to rights, and and he does it finally. Yeah, because his brother yeah. basically goaded him into it. He he pulled yeah. one of those things oh, that you see in comic stuff where he's like, goaded into yeah, it. he's like, I'm not going to stop, and I'm going to take out everybody, and you'll never stop me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's essentially what happened. 
he it was kind of almost like what Zod did to Superman at the end of Man of Steel. Right. Yeah. That same type of scenario, except no superpowers involved. And the thing with um, Arrow is, remember that this show started with Oliver killing people. Like he was yes. going. First to, season was yeah. very violent. It was all about killing the people who had wronged the city and stopping criminals from doing their thing. And he was filling people with arrows. Yeah, and then this season we've got this with Diggle, and we've got Oliver, who's like, "Yes, I have to kill Damian Dark. He has to be yeah. killed." And Felicity agrees and is encouraging. So, <laughs> yeah. In fact, I think she was more excited about it than he was. Right, right. And then now, apparently, um, thanks to uh, the help from help from uh, Constantine, oh. uh, which I love the fact that even though he, the character itself wasn't on the show, his name was mentioned again yes. many times. Yes. Is a tip he gave Oliver that led him to getting his powers and everything. So I love the fact that they're keeping the character alive. They're keeping the name prevalent because they're talking about it frequently. Right. Even though he's not there, they're keeping him relevant. I really want him to come back in his own show. Me too. Me too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Even as a secondary character on Arrow, you know, because right off the bat, Felicity's back with them. You know, she was like, oh, no, I'm out, I'm out. And now she's just, like, sitting at the computer. Yeah, I'm back. Yeah. But nobody even said anything about that. That kind of right. bugged me. And I really, really, when they went to the casino, because Constantine sent them a message and said, go to this place. So they went to this place. Right. Oliver was supposed to go alone, but, of course, Felicity had to tag along because reasons. Yeah. So they go there, and they meet the mysterious woman who has the mysterious name, and she has magical powers. I so wanted it to be Zatanna. I yes. wanted so much. I was yes. like, please let this be Zatanna, and it wasn't. It was a shaman. Yeah. And that's cool, but how great would it have been if they had introduced you know, one of the greatest magical forces in D.C.? Yeah, that would have been pretty awesome, and uh, I, I definitely agree with you on that, but I don't think we're. I don't think we've seen. That's the last we've seen of that character. No, I don't either. Although, for what it matters, I mean, neither one of us remember her name right now. Yeah, it's <laughs> very true. <laughs> and then we get the uh, traditional. Well, I guess not really traditional, but she tells Oliver, "You've got so much darkness in you, and if there's too much darkness, then it's only going to feed Damien's powers, and you have to have the light." And then he fails his test, and she's like, "Sorry, get out." Yeah, she had no no second chances. Yeah, she's no, just let's like, work at this. Just like, eh, it's not going to work. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> but then of course he obviously absorbed enough of whatever it was that she pumped into him that right. He got glowy yellow eyes, and freaked out Damien Dark. <laughs> yes, because then he stopped Dark's powers. Yeah. And it, while all this is going on, we've got a side story that's in the background that I hinted at earlier, which is that Thea decides it's time for a little vacation. <sighs> you know, in the middle of the city going to hell and Dark needing to be killed, she's going to go away with her boyfriend on a little vacation. Because yeah. that's the smart thing to do. You know, yeah. all hands on deck, except she needs a little R&R. And things seem a little bit weird, you know, she wakes up at the place and there's a lot that happened that she didn't question that she should have been questioning. Right. I was trying to remember the order that it went in, but it's like she wakes up at the place and she doesn't know how she got there. Doesn't remember getting there, but, oh, you're just so tired. I figured I'd, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And then as she's walking around, she starts listening and she thinks that all the sounds are on a loop. Yeah. And he doesn't, her boyfriend 
doesn't seem to know. It, I I didn't get the impression that it was insidious, like that he was helping Trapper. Right, no, no. It's more along the lines of he's just so mellowed out that he's like, oh. Yeah, it had something to do with the nope. vitamins that yeah. Dark's wife gave him and told him to take. And then it turns out that she's in some kind of biodome that... That's underground? Yeah, and is going to be where everybody is because... How did they build... <laughs> giant underground city like that and where did you know without anyone knowing without the the ground collapsing (laughs) when they tunneled out and my biggest question where'd they put all the dirt right and i love that this guy has magical powers that nobody can stop him and yet it all comes back to being a bond villain he steals a wrist chip from lila rips it out of her wrist yes. because that's the key to overriding all nukes on the planet because yes. that's the oh, smart thing to do. So he's yeah. going to nuke the whole planet and build his new society down in the biodome with Polly Shore. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was, it was, yeah, it was something. It's kind of weak. I mean, I still love the show, but that's kind exactly. of a weak thing. He really is going, Dark is going full Bond villain here. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, like, I haven't... You know, I like all the shows, like all the like the Legends, Arrow, Flash. I love them all. They're all great. I love Flash, but it's been a while since I've seen an episode where I've been like our typical like, dude, dude, dude. Did you watch Flash? Oh my god, it was amazing. Right. I haven't had that since like the Flash, Supergirl crossover, basically. Yep. Yep. You know, I mean, they haven't been bad or anything, but they haven't been spectacular either. Maybe I have unrealistically high expectations. I don't know. But, um, yeah, like Legends this week, okay? Oh, God. Okay, seriously, Uh. the flipping Time Masters are on Vandal Savage's side. Yeah. Really? The biggest not-a-shock in the world ever. Really? That was just... Because they can see the big picture. That was so... Ridiculous. I think they were looking at the episode of Doctor Who where the Doctor realized that Davros had to exist and that he had to save him, you know, as a kid. And they were like, we need to do something like that. We'll make it so that all their work is for nothing. You know, the the Time Masters could have sent like a memo to Rip and said, hey, P.S., Savage needs to be there for something. We can't really explain it. Come back to the office. We'll fill you in. But no. They just kind of yeah, no. They just turned on him. Yeah, and then when he announces that he's going to bring him in and bring him to justice, they don't even tell him then. They just go, "Okay, you try your best." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It just yeah, that kind of annoyed me. And, and then of course, of course, you're gonna say it. Carter regaining his memory suddenly. Oh. Like, he goes from being evil, 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 he's going to kill her, and then all of a sudden, like, he instantaneously, at just the right moment, right. regains his memory of who he was and who he is, and on and on, and, and like, he's not confused or anything, there's no, like, uh, period where he has to try to adjust or get used to it, or he's confused, no, he's instantly knows everything that happened, knows what to do, knows what's going on, and apparently fights bad enough to get stabbed in the stomach immediately. Again. Again. And it's just like, uh, it was a groan. It was such a big It was like, such a groan. Uh, but remember that it's based on the fact that Kendra is the one 
being that can kill Savage. Yeah. Okay. And right. end his tyranny. They capture right. him just before he takes over the world, and he is going to enslave and decimate the population if they yep. don't kill him. She gives up the entire world for Carter, and not even her Carter, a version of Carter from whatever it is, 2166. Right, right, yeah. And it drove me nuts. It's like, what is this woman's problem? Why is it that she was like, oh, but I can save him? No, go get yourself a different version. He reincarnates. Clock yeah. him in the head, he'll reincarnate, you're fine. <laughs> and, and Rory and Snart even said the same thing. They were like, look, he reincarnates, the rest of us don't. Kill right. Savage. Yes, no, exactly. I can't. We can free his mind. The thing that drove me the most nuts was watching the tried and true and overused trope of let's let everybody go in one on one and talk to the prisoner and have their oh, minds manipulated. I, know. I, by him. I hated that as well. That is so stupid. You know, each of them goes in. You know, Stein goes in because for some odd reason. Jax had to go repair the time drive. I don't know if that's because he was part mechanic or if that's because he was expendable, but he had to go fix the time drive, and when he opens up the door, oh, now he's suddenly aging rapidly. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll send him back in time to 2016, and that should reverse it. But that'll kill Stein, but he's not really dead. So what was all that? And then Stein's like, share, us, share with us your secret of immortality. Oh, go kill Carter. We've been saying that all along. We've been saying just kill this guy, let it be. Yep, absolutely. <sighs> we have been for the whole episode. I mean, yeah. the whole episode. You know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. It was really another. They keep saying that next season they're going to be their own show. They won't be doing the Vandal Savage thing. I hope so. Yeah, because honestly, the Vandal Savage thing is getting old, and it's really restricting as far as what they can do. Yeah. And where they can go with it. So, And what in the bloody heck was going on with them having old paper navigation charts? Oh, I know, right? A paper like, navigation chart and a sextant to navigate the universe. Yeah. Not just the universe, but time. And, and somehow Sarah can read the charts <laughs> and fly the ship. <laughs> fly the ship. Oh my god, I was looking at that saying, what is going on? Are we just it reminded me of like trying to play Dungeons and Dragons with a four year old because you know that they're just gonna be like, I cast fireball. Well you're a warrior, you don't have that power. I have all the powers. It it just they keep giving them all the abilities and that bothered me. Anyway. That that's enough that I've said on that. I don't want to. No, that's a, I I am I wasn't saying anything because I don't, I don't disagree with you. <laughs> <sighs> um, but Flash, Flash, yeah. So this whole episode was uh, just to convince Barry that he needs to uh, allow Wells to turn him into uh, to, to, to to rebuild the particle accelerator and zap him full of electricity and stuff. And, you know, I knew that going in, and I predicted that it was going to be a lame episode where it was a lot of feelings and people looking yeah. around going, what do you think? What do you think? And they really didn't do that, and I was impressed. They had some of those moments, but then they also interspersed it with um, Cisco's brother's doppelganger from Earth 2. Yep, yep. As yep. well as Zoom taking on the police. Yes. Um, which was interesting. Yes. And also... Uh, what I thought was interesting about the episode was that um, oh crap, I'm brain cramping. Sorry. That's fine. 
Oh, so the hologram. Yes. Okay, so I, I thought that I was wondering how, like, okay, so what are we going to do this episode? And the bad guys are going to know, so they have a, a hologram that's projected and can project him. So why does he need to run on the treadmill while <laughs> controlling the hologram? Can't he just, like, stand in place? I guess it was doing motion capture. So if imagine you saw a cardboard cutout of the flash go zipping by you, if it wasn't moving like normal, you'd be like, what is this? Why why does he look like that? So I guess with the motion capture bands around him on his legs and his arms, he had to make it look fluid. So doing the jogging motion and then they just accelerated it in post. Okay. All right. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I get what you're saying. Okay. I guess that makes sense then. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that can make sense then. Um, but no, I didn't. I didn't have any real big issues with the Flash. I was glad to see John Wesley shit back. It's always yes. nice to see him come back. Yes. Um, Although he had said he was going to go away for a while because he hadn't seen the world, and we find him at a cabin chopping wood for the winter months. I guess because that was a lot of wood he was chopping. <laughs> He's just getting ready for the fall. Yeah. Getting, getting ready for next year. You know, oil's expensive. Well, not, yep. not so much. Um, but of course, you know city. the ending. What's your take on Barry getting disintegrated? Do you think he's just part of the Speed Force for whatever reason? I mean, I think that's what it is. I think yeah. he has joined with the Speed Force, and because I think that's what the wave of dust that went out and hit uh, Jesse and Wally was. I think it was a tapping of the Speed Force, and yeah. he's become one with it for now. And then next episode, next episode is the Kevin Smith directed episode. Um, yes. Yeah. So we'll probably see something where he's looking through the speed force at different points in his life or something, or perhaps, yeah, perhaps it treats him like some kind of purgatory. Well, I'm positive that he'll have the speed force back at the by at, at next episode. Yes, I can't see them dragging it more than three. You know, I mean, they only I'm have three. <laughs> they're going two episodes with it, so I, there's no way they're going more than three. Right. No way. It's just it wouldn't work otherwise. A couple of things that made me kind of like groan a little bit. So getting that, what Jesse and Wally <laughs> by the Speed Force. Yeah. yeah. Although we all kind of knew it was coming. I mean, well, it's Jesse Quick and Wally West. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was happening eventually. I thought that they were gonna like try to be Jimmy Locke inside the panic room and get hit by electricity as the particle accelerator thing was happening, and that's what was gonna give it to him. But yeah. you know, but. Okay, so we've got Cisco's brother's doppelganger, and I really can't remember his name. It was like Richter or something, um, from Earth 2, and he's got this massive side that they say that's where he gets his power from. So yeah. is he really a metahuman? You know, it, was he shearing grain when the particle accelerator exploded, and that's where the power comes from? Anyway, so he can shoot lasers out of that. Yeah, Big show of force, he blows up a motorcycle near them. So yeah. brothers start running away. He blows up a car near them. They run to the van, and he walks up behind it and rips the door off with his scythe instead of blowing up the van and ending all of his troubles. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, same thing with Zoom. Like, Zoom does that awesome thing where he uh, – awesome, it's mass murder, but anyway. <laughs> he runs through the uh, makeshift cop central. <laughs> well, it's mass murder, but it's still cool. So yeah. he runs through CC jitters and snaps the neck of every cop in there. Or we assume snaps the neck, maybe yeah. punches yeah. their heart or whatever. But he leaves Joe and the captain. Yeah. Why? Why? Yeah. 
you know, because we pay them a lot of money for their salaries. That's why. And by that, I mean the producers of the show. Exactly right. But I yeah, I mean, you, it's a comic book thing. You, know? you would think if he was trying to hurt Barry and the Flash. Right. That he would have killed Joe. Yeah. Yeah, because he had everybody else there. He killed all the rest of the nameless cops. You know, it reminded me of a Dr. Evil moment. You know, I'm going to put him in an easily escapable, overly elaborate scenario. <laughs> I, yes, and then I'm just I'm just going to pretend <laughs> that everything went the way it was supposed to be and that he's going to die. But you're not going to watch him. No, I'm not going to watch him. I'm going to close the wall now. That's how right. it's done, Scott. Right. Yeah. But I mean, what was Zoom doing? This is now the fastest man alive. Yeah. So he goes to Star City tells the police get out and they all go oh okay we'll get out and then yeah. they say hey let's relocate a block down the street at the coffee shop you know the only other set design that we have in this show and so they all set up a task force there for whatever reason but then zoom just what like hangs out at the police station apparently yeah that's yeah that's what he does I, I don't know what he was trying to do i would think that he'd be running around town like mopping people up or letting everybody know hey i'm in charge now i'm going to steal all your crunch berries i right, don't know right. Anyway, I mean, still yeah. a good episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Still a good episode, but definitely lots of flaws in it for me. Yep, yep. Um, but unfortunately, that's kind of been all of TV lately for me. Lots of flaws. Well, speaking of lots of flaws, did you watch Gotham this week? That is not one I watched, no, but go ahead and break it down. Holy God. So this time we get Azrael. And Azrael is a good Gotham comic book character, uh, but this is a completely different version because... I'll just, I'll highlight the bad stuff, okay? Yeah. Hugo Strange apparently realizes that um, everything that the reincarnated mayor is talking about has to do with a book, The Order of Saint Dumas. And yeah. he shows his assistant there this book that's about, I'd say, 10 inches thick on its side. Yeah. Thick, not tall, thick, that he just happened to have laying around. And he's uh, like, I've read this story. No, you haven't. Very convenient. Nobody's read that story. So then he starts telling him that, you know, I am your father and you will do my bidding. And he, he's impressing the um, essence of Azrael onto Galavan. And it takes. So then he hands Galavan the sword that he had made a day ago. Apparently, Hugo Strange has an on-site blacksmith that makes a sword for him. And then... Yeah makes a set of metal armor that can block every bullet. Yeah. Because the GCPD on multiple occasions unload on Azrael. Oh, yeah, they do. And it's just pinging off and bing, 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 yeah. and nothing. Kevlar can't do that. And this guy's running around with a lightweight metal suit that just deflects everything that was built yeah. in a day. Yeah, no, that's I, yeah, okay. Those are some pretty. That's a couple of pretty major flaws. Yeah, and then they um, they foreshadowed because all the times that he's attacking, he's doing things like diving into the shadows and hanging out in the rafters, and he's got a flowing cape. And of course, young Bruce Wayne is there, going, "Hmm, uh, I get this one." <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, but I will say that for me, the light and the darkness is Edward. Nick. Nigma, the the guy who plays him, is just doing an amazing job. Yep, his character's so believable. He had so much of a good arc this time because he's locked up in uh, the asylum. Yeah, yeah. But awesome. he basically schools Strange and his assistant on how he's smarter than them by diagnosing all the uh, inmates and manipulating them to his side. Really well done. I look forward to that, actually. Yeah. Because I, I have, like, like, I don't know the actor either, but I have enjoyed Digma on the show and his parts and what yep. he's done. And, yeah. 
So, yeah, it was a horribly disappointing episode. I'm really, really getting frustrated with this show because I feel like they're crapping on the legend of Batman. But we'll see. I'm riding it out. Well, um, I'm going to go ahead and talk about uh, the Night Manager. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the reason why I'm going to talk about the Night Manager is because I've I've watched all six episodes, but I watched them uh, from the BBC. Cheater. Well, okay, so much like Houdini and Doyle, which I plan on checking out, okay. which just debuted this past week here, that debuted on the BBC back in March. They're already up to episode, like, nine or ten now. Um, so why are we only getting a six-episode miniseries? Exactly. I'm kind of curious about that. Um, <laughs> so... I'm talking about Houdini and Doyle. They're the ones oh, up to oh, episode. Oh, that's the ones episode, okay. up to episode 9 or 10 because that's a BBC show. So that actually – that debuted on the BBC back in March. Um, but anyway, so The Night Manager, um, the reason why I wanted to go with the BBC versions as opposed to AMC is because uh, on the BBC, without commercials, they come to 57 to 59 minutes per episode. And that's without any commercials being involved. Kind of like so Sherlock. Huh? Kind of like Sherlock, the way that it goes an hour and a half. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, and also I noticed that there's there's some nudity in it. Uh, not major, but there's some nudity in it. There's profanity in it. So if I'm going to watch it, I don't want to watch the edited, watered-down versions. Amen because there are a couple of scenes where I'm just like, well, there'll be some creative editing on AMC on this. And uh, but I, I still don't know. Like, are they editing, doing like one hour episodes, and they're them down to the standard U.S. forty two minutes? Because that's a quarter of the show they're cutting out if they do it that way. And the BBC has been known to do that in the past when they bring yep. stuff over here. You know, something that lasts an hour for them will last about forty minutes for us. And American censors get in, and also the networks they just want to cut it out so that they can get the advertisers in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. Uh, I just I really wanted to watch uh, the whole thing uh, in the, the original way with which it was made, and um, I like it. I like it a lot. From yeah. what I've seen of it, you know, I'm a little bit behind, but yeah. I've been really enjoying it as well. It's slow to start. Yeah, I, basically, I wa- I didn't watch any trailers with it. I essentially watched it because it has Tom Hiddleston and Hugh Laurie in it, and I like both of them, and so it took a. It went a direction I did not expect. Um, as far as you like, I thought where he it's called the night manager. He's the night manager of a hotel in in uh, three Cairo, different places. Egypt, well, when it starts, he's in it's in Egypt and in Cairo, I believe. So I just I kind of expected like the show was gonna be about like him working the night shift at a hotel as the night manager. But Could have got like a horror aspect or something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I thought it was just going to go that way, but uh, nope, not at all. And uh, <laughs> but I still really enjoyed it a whole lot. So you've seen the whole series, and you say that start to finish, it's definitely worth a watch. Yeah, absolutely. Start to finish, it's definitely worth a watch. Definitely worth a watch. Did they you did watch some... any of it on the American Channel or just the BBC? I didn't. I just wa- I just watched it on the, the BBC. Okay, I was just going to ask if you felt that. Uh, that there really was something to be said for watching it on the BBC, like if it was definitely better or not. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's, there's like, it's just the thing is, like, each episode really does feel tight, you know, and 
I mean, I, I don't feel like there's a lot of fluff in them for them to cut it down. And when you're cutting down 59 minutes of TV to 42 minutes of TV, I mean, 17 minutes is a lot to take out. And I almost feel like either they're going to be removing some pretty major plot or issues or character issues, or they're just going to gloss over some stuff. So that's why I decided I, I'm just going to go with the BBC versions instead. Now, how did you watch that? Like, did you go on their website? Um, yeah, I just I watched it through. Uh, I found a link online gotcha. through BBC's website, and I just plugged my HDMI cable into my laptop, watched it on my TV that way. Nice. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, I kind of watched Doctor Who the same way. Yep. Yep. Yeah, because it's not. Yeah, because I don't have uh, cable. So I don't have uh, some BBC America over here, isn't it? Ye- the Night Manager? No, I think it's... No, no, it's Doc, like Doctor oh, Who. Oh, Doctor Who, yes, BBC yeah. America. So, yes, yeah, so I don't have BBC America, so I was actually able to watch it through BBC's website uh, from the UK. I just watched it on my laptop. Before. Gotcha. Yeah, so... That's how I watch stuff. Nice. Now, did you say that you did not watch Houdini and Doyle this week? No, I do want to check it out. Uh, it's on Hulu. I just I haven't watched it yet. All right. I did watch it, and I'm going to give you the, the broad brush strokes yeah. uh, for anybody that is thinking about it. It starts you right off in the middle of things. Yeah. There's not a lot of buildup or anything. We, we've already established in this show that Houdini, this is Harry Houdini and Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Yeah. Uh, we've established that they are friends, more like friendly rivals. Um, Harry Houdini is played by uh, Michael Weston. And he is very American. You know, he refuses, even though they're in England, he refuses to talk about pounds or anything like that. He'll be yeah. like, I'll bet you 10,000 bucks. No, yeah. We have other forms of currency here. So he's kind of the brash. He reminds me a lot of Tony Stark's character. Okay. Um, but he also does not believe in the supernatural. He's a magician. He's an entertainer. But he believes that actually all the magic that he does is causing harm in the world because it's making more and more people come out as like mediums and such to huh. scam people. Meanwhile, you've got Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, who's just on the heels of having killed off Sherlock Holmes. And yeah. a lot of people are furious with him for this because they love Sherlock Holmes. They want him back. And he is the uh, molder of the group. You know, he is the one who believes in the okay. mystical and the fantastical. Okay. All right. All right. And they kind of, push themselves into an investigation right off the bat and they're straddled with a female constable because nobody wants to have a female constable around and all the male constables hate her so they'll have her be the babysitter and we just kind of go through the investigation with each of them doing their own thing it was enjoyable it felt very piloty but I enjoyed it and it's got some potential to be a good show well pilot episodes are usually a little over the top anyways to try and you know is there want to sell the show exactly more episodes so that that doesn't surprise me yeah i like the fact though that they already had an established quote-unquote relationship um they we didn't have to be like oh let's meet these two up and see if they get along and have wacky adventures these two already saw each other and like oh god it's you so do you think it's like uh, a version of the odd couple um I think that you could draw some comparisons there, but I think that would be a tenuous kind of grasp. These guys want to help. They want to solve mysteries, you know, Doyle for research and because he wants to prove that the paranormal exists. Houdini because he wants to be smarter than everybody else, basically. Yeah. 
Well, they they both have a driving force then. Yes, they do. Yes, and that's all that that's all you really need when you're exactly yeah. As a driving force is to to feel justified as to what you're doing. Right. So cool. Well, I'll yeah. definitely be checking that out then. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So, uh, did you watch any uh, movies this week? <laughs> Only one that I can't talk about. <laughs> but yes, I did see Civil War. It was highly enjoyable. Yeah. Um, it was action packed. Uh, yep. This definitely, you're like they have been saying, this is more of an Avengers movie than Ultron was. Um, okay. You get to see a lot of the different Avengers characters and what they're doing with their lives now. There is yep. a lot of screen time for Tony. Uh, yeah. And I've got to say, the, you're not going to believe how awesome Spider-Man is. Like, this cool, is... Cool, cool, cool. I'm not going to get into details, but this is not a cameo. He doesn't just show up in that Underoo scene. There's awesome. actual lead-up. Awesome. Awesome. He is awesome. The kid I can't wait is to watch great, it. and he has a New York accent. That's oh, nice. really great. Nice. Um, I, I really can't wait to watch it. I'm going tonight to a later show. Yes. I got to stay up all night so that way I can uh, get back to my sleep schedule because I got to work tomorrow night overnight. So, um, You're not going to be disappointed. Anybody listening out there, it was phenomenal. I still like the Winter Soldier better. I thought that the Winter, Winter Soldier, Soldier was so good, though. It's, right? It's so hard to top. Yeah. And this one was just a little bit behind it. I mean, yeah. very little bit behind it. Yeah. This was a wonderful movie, and the action sequences, the fight scenes, just right top-notch. I mean, I've enjoyed each Marvel movie that they've released since Winter Soldier. Yep. Uh, rather, well, except for Fan 4, because I never watched it. <laughs> but uh, I, I never, I didn't like any of them more than Winter Soldier. Right. And, and the same way. previous. I mean, Winter Soldier is my favorite Marvel movie so far. Yes. And it's just, it, even then, it's, it's, it's such a great movie. It really is, and it really was, and yeah, yeah. Um, but other than that, I didn't watch any movies. Okay, that I could think. I'm going to talk about a movie I watched. Uh, I actually watched it back in October, but I wanted to bring this up because uh, it's a little indie movie, and I think people need to make time to find this to watch it. Now it's not on Netflix anymore, which is when I watched it, but um, you know, just look for it. It's called uh, Devil's Backbone, Texas. And it came out March 31st, 2015. And the synopsis they have on Netflix for it was, a filmmaker returns to the scene of his father's mysterious death in the wilderness to uncover the madness or the evil that claimed his life. And I, I, I'm not sure it's descriptive enough because essentially this is a documentary. Um, it's presented as a documentary about a filmmaker named Jake Wall, and it's his journey with his friends and siblings to his father's beloved land in Devil's Backbone, Texas, to spread his father's uh, ashes, because his dad's dead. Um, now, his father's name is Bert. He was a horror writer who claimed this land to be the most haunted land in America. And it was even featured on Unsolved Mysteries in January 1996. Like, legitimately, they have a clip of Unsolved Mysteries with Robert Stack talking about it. And I still don't know if this was like a real clip they had or if it was just made for the movie because the film really wonderfully blurs the lines between uh, like uh, fiction and reality, mixing some first person interviews and home video footage like a real documentary. But it's definitely fiction. Um, 
but the the unsolved mysteries things could still be real, and it's just based on that. You know what I mean? So as the uh, the movie progresses, the footage does start to become less and less documentary style, and and more like it's found footage, especially the last several minutes. And then, um, you know, there actually was some paranormal sightings um, that were featured on Solved Mysteries uh, about this. So, um, yeah, I don't I, – I really, really enjoyed the flick. And the reason why I'm bringing it up is because I actually tried to find it on Netflix again to watch it again, and it wasn't there. So uh, I got to find it again myself. <laughs> but if you find it, watch it. It's great. You know, and um, yeah, it's an unknown cast. I don't. I didn't recognize anyone in it whatsoever. Interesting. Yeah, it was really, really good. It was really, it was done really, really well. So, so I guess my indie spotlight of the week. No, I'm not <laughs> going to say that because I'm not going to do that every week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be interesting if you did, though. Yeah, um, but yeah, definitely check that out. Definitely check that out. So, uh, did you watch any trailers this week? Um, I didn't see any new trailers. Any what did you get for new trailers? What did you get for trailers at Civil War? Uh, we what, got. What do I have to look forward to. We got the basics. You know, we got um, X Men Apocalypse. No surprise. Uh, the Secret Life of Pets. Eh, okay. Um, and honestly, I don't remember a lot of the other ones because I had either seen them before or I just wasn't that interested. Did you get a Rogue One? Yes. Yes. Star Wars Rogue One. Cool. Cool. Yes. Cool. Cool. Which um, I'd seen, but I am very interested. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I saw a trailer called uh, Bad Moms. Yes. Stars Mila Kunis and Kristen Bell. It looks hilarious. Was that the red band version or the green band version? I did not see the red band version. The red band mostly just has a lot of swearing. That surprised me. It's by the people that did The Hangover. Yep, Um, Yep. But it just, it looks good. Of course, I always have a fear when it comes to comedy and watching a trailer that you've just seen all the funny bits in it. Yeah, yep. I can definitely attest to that. Yeah. Um, and then I saw a another trailer uh, for a uh, horror flick called The Shallows. It's a new uh, shark movie. Yeah. That, I Actually, that one was on the front of Civil War, and I was not that interested. Oh, really? See, I only saw it was a teaser. I know there's two trailers out now. I've only seen, like, trailer, quote-unquote, trailer one. Um, this one was, like, three and a half minutes. Yeah, no, this one was, like, a minute and 15 seconds or so. So, okay. All right, yeah. well, it uh, looks good in this because it was ominous. Yeah, basically, the the impression that I got was that Blake Lively goes to some tropical beach because her mom tells her to. Yeah. And then she goes out surfing, and a shark attacks her and these two other guys, yeah. and she gets stranded on a rock. And yep. then makes her way to a dinghy, and the shark keeps attacking her. Okay. Well, it looks good on the trailer <laughs> I saw, but the way you just presented it doesn't sound very good at all. <laughs> and maybe it is good. Maybe I was just excited to see Civil War, but it was just like Jaws if Jaws was only attacking Blake Lively. Well, that's sort of lame. Yeah. Like, yeah. they try to make it seem like she's clever, like she's timing how long it takes the shark to get from one area to another so that she knows if she has enough time to swim out to the dinghy. But then uh, they show you a scene where the shark hits the dinghy and it tips over and she falls in the water. Okay. Yeah. And as soon as she hit the water, she should have been murdered. <laughs> yeah, essentially. And, and then if she wasn't, then then the shark's not doing a very good job. Yeah, he... he Really needs to talk to HR at that point because oh, great. performance. 
<laughs> okay, now it doesn't sound as good. Yeah. That's too bad. So that was it for trailers for you, or? Yeah, I only watched a couple this week. All right. I only watched a couple. I, uh, I wanted to step back for a second. Sure. Uh, I'll ask you real quick, did you watch Blacklist this week? Uh, nope. I haven't. haven't watched it. Good episode. Um, really fleshes out the relationship between Red and uh, Scotty, which is Famke Jansen's character. Yeah, because I did see um, last week's episode that yeah. they had, like, they, they showed a picture of her. Yep. Yeah. She so. features predominantly in this episode. So there's only one more after this one, isn't there? Is it? Is it one more or two more? Maybe I thought it was one more, but it might be two. Hmm. I know all the shows are finishing up soon. Yes, in the next they couple are. of weeks. So, um, but we have new shows starting. So. Yes, and it was a good episode. Um, explained a few more things, but Red yep. gets to be himself, which is awesome. And sweet, you know, he wants to get Scotty's attention, and Red doesn't just like send a letter. <laughs> he yep. sends a letter stabbed to somebody's chest. Well, that's what he does. That's yeah. <laughs> um, cool. And the only other thing that I wanted to talk about is I want to make a strong push this week. All right. What are we strong pushing? Well, this is going to be less to you, but you'll probably help me out with this. But this is more to the people listening out there. All right. I want to push that if you want to see an entertaining, thought-provoking, adrenaline-filled, just awesome from the ground up TV show, you need to get on Netflix and you need to start binging the first four seasons because they're right there of person of interest. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Person of Interest just came back this week. Uh, we had yep. talked about it last week, yep, and we it was one episode this week. It's going to be two episodes until they're done with their 13-episode run. Yeah. And the first Which is not seasons, just It's not just this season. It's the finale. This right. This is the last season this week. But they knew about it going into this, so they've written yeah. this season around it. Yeah. First four seasons are on Netflix. This is a show that caught me from the moment I started watching it. It's phenomenal. Uh, the basis of this show is that a computer programmer, brilliant guy, no, not some 16-year-old kid, but a brilliant guy developed a computer for the military, for the government. They wanted something that could predict terrorist attacks. Yes. They could basically tap yep. into every bit of surveillance, kind of like what the NSA does. But right. it could analyze the data and look for patterns and look for correlations and say, you're going to have this person, not just there'll be a bomb, but this person is going to commit an act of terror yep. soon. Well, when he programmed this computer, it also was programmed to forget about anomalies, you know, the less likely things like, oh, there's going to be a knife attack over here. Somebody's going to get killed in a right. bar fight. Everyday crimes as opposed to major terrorists or major threats right. to the world, yes. But this was a thinking and learning computer, and yeah. it started saying, well, wait a minute, you know, aren't these important as well? So it would spit out these numbers. And the guy, Harold, who's played by, uh, God, I can't even think of his name. He was, uh, oh, Michael Emerson. Michael Emerson. I From knew it was Michael something, but then I could think it was Michael Imperioli, and that's not him. Nope. <laughs> so he is the computer programmer, and he started taking these numbers and trying to find out. Basically what happens is the machine will spit out a, a number, which is uh, somebody's Social Security. Yeah. They look up the Social Security ID number. They say, okay, this person is either going to perpetrate a crime or they're going to be a victim of a crime. They're a suspect or a victim, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that's all the information they get is just their Social Security number. 
then they go out there. He goes out there with his friend, who is Jim Caviezel, a uh, very straight man, but kicks yeah. so much ass. Yeah, it's like some sort of like military special forces, NSA, whatever, especially highly trained type of Yeah, guy. and they never really get into it. They never specifically say which branch he was in. Nope, we just know he's military-based and that he is uh, full of self-loathing when we first meet him. Yeah, so you've got him as the muscles, you've got Harold as the brains, yeah. and they pull it off so well. Not only do they pull it off well, but the show grows so well in five seasons. Characters change, characters die, people move on, people come in. There's always an underlying theme as well as the monster of the week. And it's done so beautifully that it compels you to come back each week and figure out what's going to happen. Not to mention the fact that it kind of, you you could see this happening, especially with all the scares with the NSA and Edward Snowden and such. Um, a lot of the camera shots from the show are done to be like security cameras. Yes, whatever the security, and, and mostly it's featured, and it's 100% focused around New York City. Yes. Yeah. yeah and, almost completely Manhattan, I believe. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's one of those shows where I, I hate, I'm sad to see it go, but I'm excited over the fact that they knew it was going to be the last season and that they did it the, they did it right. Yes. There's no rush finish. I mean, you know, there's just, just 13 episodes geared towards a finale. Yes. So, and, and I got to tell you, this episode right here, this first episode, hit yeah. the ground running hard. Nice. Oh my nice. god! Like season it's four st- ended pretty. Yeah, season four ended grimly, and I won't get into that because people really need to watch this show. Yeah. It, it builds so quickly, but um, it ended grimly, and this one it starts off even grimmer. I mean, but it picks up right basically nice. where it left off. So if Sweet. you remember where like it left off, yeah, I like it when they do that. And uh, I was so impressed. I watched like the first 10 minutes. I was with somebody and I watched yeah. the first 10 minutes and I was like, I can't watch this right now because I need to fall asleep. And this yeah. has me so hooked. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's good. I look forward to watching it. And, yeah. and he's 100% right. It's a, it's a great show. Uh, it's not just your, your stereotypical, you know, crime procedural drama by any means. Right. So, yeah. yeah awesome. It, even the crimes that they do solve, it's awesome it's just awesome just seriously get on netflix add it to your queue start binging it you will not be disappointed not at all cool all right yeah. well, hey. you know what that sounds like a show <laughs> that does sound like a show sounds like a good way to end that show sounds yeah. like a show yeah so uh thanks for listening if you have any questions comments concerns or suggestions or you just want to say hey i listened to it i liked it then go ahead and drop us a line uh, I'm uh, on the Twitter. I'm at SuperstarML. And I'm at the Quantum Geek. That's G33K. And uh, the show has its own Twitter there. It's uh, at What Did You Watch? And again, we reach out. Let us know what you think. That's right. Thanks for listening. Thanks, everybody. Thanks.